Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a fast lane here on 101 ESPN. We head out now to the celebrity line to be joined by Kylie McDaniel, ESPN baseball insider. You can follow him at Twitter at KylieMCD. Right there, that's his uh, profile name. And we got, uh, by the way, Kyle, we got uh, someone I think you know joining the show as well, BK from the BK and Ferrario shows. Uh, he's in from the bullpen with us today. <laughs> uh, always glad to be on the celebrity line, and I'm actually in the middle of updating my giant spreadsheet of prospects right now. So you caught me right in the middle of being in my bag. Well, that's kind of perfect then, because we're, we're going to definitely be kicking the tires on the prospects. But the first thing I wanted to kind of get out in the open here is – these rumors of Nolan Arenado being in a trade to the Dodgers. Now, here in Cardinal Nation, I don't know if you know this, people are a little crazy when it comes to baseball. And uh, Nolan Arenado possibly being traded has people uh, quite heated. And I'm just wondering if you're hearing anything out there that would you know, back up the rumors, or do you think it's just that right there is just a rumor? Yeah, I... Uh... I would say our uh, our staff, we've been on a big um, text chain with all the various reporters and Jeff Pass and the editors, all those people. And we had been talking about that being a thing that was being sort of, I'll say bandied about, but like sort of very surface level conversations checking in for a little while. So this isn't like totally new news, although I think it has been new that it was been reported because it didn't seem like it had risen to the level of being reported. Like there's a lot of calls that get made and then like ah that doesn't sound like a fit and then we hear about it it's like well that's not really reportable obviously some people don't feel that way and feel like that level of conversation is worth reporting on but like teams are making that conversation having that level of conversation on dozens and dozens of guys at this time of year and it's not really news uh i will say there are some people in the industry that think that this could accelerate that they sort of see a fit these are you know one of the other 28 teams Looking from the outside, like, oh, the Dodgers want to make a splash. I could see Arenado being a fit. Like, you know, you can sort of see that coming together, but nobody has any actual information to say that they're even to the point of, like, exchanging names or figuring out what the financials would be or that kind of thing. It's more of like, a, we're touching base. There's a perception that Arenado would be open to waiving his no trade to go there. They'd be looking to add a bat. Uh, you know, St. Louis seems like they're selling. Like, everything sort of lines up to where the conversation makes sense, but it's just smoke and no fire at this point. If you were in charge of the Cardinals, Kylie, would you trade or entertain the idea of trading Goldie Arenado? Probably not, just because you get into this problem where the idea of when you're building up a team, like if, if we're, we're going to say this is like a multi-year teardown, which I don't think it is, but let's just say that it is, you'd then be building it up to hopefully find a player like that, and you have two of them right now. So what would really be the point of, of getting rid of them to then turn around and try to find them again at some point later, whether it's internally or, or you know trade for them from the outside? Um, 
So I would say no. Also, the fact that this is a you know bigger market team that's competitive every year and has been that way for my entire lifetime, uh, it just doesn't seem like they would want to do that. Much less would that actually be a good idea. This seems like a you know to me from the outside, the expectations coming into the year, which you know you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, was that they'd be a playoff team in contention, and they're not. And I don't think the outlook next year with like the top of the farm system being good, a lot of these players having down seasons, like I don't think they're going to be bad next year. So it just seems like one of these years where you kind of punt this season. But then the expectation is you'll be competitive again next year. So I don't really know what that would be solving. Yeah, Kylie, uh, trust me, the expectation here in Cardinal Nation was absolutely to make the playoffs for one thing. And I think the fans here were foaming at the mouth to do something bigger than that based upon you know the offense that this team had in spring training. So it has been less than satisfying for the fan base. But now at the trade deadline, you know, John Mozeliak, he's in a situation that he really hasn't been in yet here in St. Louis to where it's definitely a losing season and he absolutely has to move on from some pieces and go acquire pitching. Like the highlight here is just it's pitching that he has to acquire. But, you know, it's a bit of a gamble because you're not necessarily going to get the certainty of, you know, a starter that's been in the league for four or five years. And you're like, okay, we're going to go get that guy. A lot of talk is looking to find prospects that can project to be a three or a four or a two. If you were the Cardinals right now, what team out there across the league has the biggest pool of prospects in the pitching department? So there would be two and one you're not going to like one's the Dodgers. Uh, (sighs) They, there's been, there's been some talk that their double-A rotation, which I think has since been broken up. I think some of the guys got uh, promoted. But they had five starters and I think two relievers that were all uh, collectively their average velocity. And they projected starters, not just guys that they're really hard. Their average velocity was better than like five big league rotations. <laughs> wow. Uh, and they're all like top 200, 250 prospects. And there are two guys in the bullpen that are like real prospects as well. So they have that sitting in double-A in addition to the sort of Gavin Stone. They just traded Nestrini um, to the White Sox. Uh, they had a number of guys, Pepio, some of those guys kind of hanging around the periphery of the big leagues, and obviously they have some guys in the big leagues. Um, I mean, St. Louis is in a unique situation, right? I think coming into the year, the question was, is there that frontline guy in the rotation? And now three-fifths of the rotation and the closer are set to become free agents. So you really got to plug in some guys. And I think the thought, looking at the top of the – I, I want to say I was on uh, the show or another one at, like, coming into the year – where the idea was, well, you got Zach Thompson and you got Libertor and you got Tank Hentz on the way and you got Graceffo. Um, You got enough names like, you know, Jerpy, McGreevy, uh, Bryson Motz. Could like all these guys sort of fill in those holes naturally. And now it looks like, you know, maybe one or two of them will, but you can't count on the, ro- the rotation having all three of those spots filled by internal options and then last the entire season. So, again, if that Arenado deal or some other deal with the Dodgers is available, I've been told or the sort of buzz is that Gavin Stone – a guy that is a top 100 player with a plus-plus changeup that could be a rotation guy next year has been sort of bandied about as, like, the big name they'd be willing to deal in a big deal. So that would be one name you can gravitate to. And I would say the other one is Seattle, where they have four uh, mid-20s guys in the rotation right now, and the buzz was they'd be willing to trade one of them. So that would be Logan Gilbert, Bryce Miller, Brian Wu, and George Kirby, that they'd be willing to trade one of them if they could get a comparable bat. So that's another thing where I would say St. Louis has maybe a couple too many bats, especially on the young side, where they could afford to trade one of them. Uh, it sounds like they've been exploring that, but not really getting close on stuff. I think Seattle would be open to moving one of those guys. Obviously, Kirby and Gilbert would be the most expensive of the two because they're the best of the, currently as well. But those are the two teams that seem to have pitching and are looking to add bats, which I think would be nice fits. 
nobody in St. Louis likes it when I talk about this, Kylie, and I get it because this guy that I'm about to mention is a very good young player. He's on pace for 35 home runs and 100 IBIs. You don't trade that guy unless, of course, you are desperate for pitching. So Nolan Gorman uh, is a second baseman for the Cardinals, but probably best serves as a third baseman for somebody. If the Cardinals were to make him available, for example, with the Mariners, what kind of pitching do you think that would net in return? I think that's the kind of name that Seattle would be looking for for Gilbert or Kirby. Um, so I think you could sort of pick one of those four guys and might even be able to get more because when you're talking about, I think it would be four and a half years of control of Gorman for, I believe, three and a half of a pitcher. Usually you take hitter over pitcher. Gorman's a guy that's had you know pedigree going back to when he's 16, 17. These other guys uh, haven't all been sort of slam dunk guys for a while. So I think Gorman would would certainly pry one of those guys loose. And if you were looking, you know, more in the, you know, Burleson, Carlson, like that tier of guy, then you're looking at more good prospect, maybe on the Libertor level of prospect that like can probably be a big league option for next season, but also you're not positive And, you know, it's kind of a little bit of wait and see, and you hope you're solving a problem, but you're not positive you're solving a problem. Um, I think that's like sort of the other route you could go if you want to go into guys that aren't necessarily playing every day right now and see if that can solve the issue, which I, I would say it probably can't. But I would also say when all of these pitchers, I think Tinkens being the best of the group, come up, I think eventually you'll have that answer. But obviously this is not a market where you could just sort of sit there for another year and wait for these guys to show up. You need some sort of short-term answers as well. Would you trade Gorman for one of those pitchers? Uh, that would certainly seem to balance things out a little bit more in terms of who are your, you know, how many guys do you have on a playoff lineup and how many guys do you have that would be in a playoff rotation? Uh, I would have to delve a little deeper into that to see if there was like a better way to do it. But if, if that if you're telling me that's the only way to do it or that's the best way to do it, uh, I think that's certainly worth thinking about. If, if you offer me these those two guys in a vacuum, I would take Gorman. So I'd like to think there's a better way to do it than that. Kylie, one guy that uh, we thought for sure would probably find his way uh, out of here at the trade deadline was Tyler O'Neill. Um, John Mosaylock and the Cardinals you know, be rumored that they're saying, you know, not so fast. We don't know if we get the return that we want for Tyler O'Neill. What? Just your personal opinion, a guy like Tyler O'Neill, who's had a lot of injury problems over the last, you know, handful of years. You know, what would his value be on the market, and is the best decision for him to just stay here in St. Louis? That's a good question. Uh, I think he's a free agent after next year, so he'd be getting a year and a half of a guy that certainly shows the potential to be an impact guy, but it's been real hit and miss. I guess there's really been one season where he's giving you the whole thing. Um, so that would probably – usually what happens in that situation is you're sort of clearing out a spot on the big league roster. You take a prospect that won't need to be added to the 40-man for a year or two, you know, a, a non-top 100, but like the tier behind a top 100 prospect – um, you know, double A on a team, you know, like Tampa that like collects a bunch of guys like this and tries to put them in roles, maybe six of some guys that aren't quite together, change of scenery, that sort of guy. So it wouldn't be a guy you'd necessarily get excited about right away. It would be uh, well, we're going a year and a half of a guy that may not do anything. So we can't give you too much. Um, that would be kind of what you're talking about. So I, I would imagine that would be the hesitation is we got a guy that could help us right now versus a guy that, you know, we get for him. We probably wouldn't be helping us right now. Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be interesting here in Cardinal Nation over the next handful of days as John Mosaylock and the team approach a trade deadline. And I know, buddy, that you're going to be really busy as well diving into all this stuff. So good luck with all your work over there at ESPN. Uh, hopefully uh, you guys have a good time and hopefully get some sleep when this trade deadline passes. 
Uh, just had some coffee moments ago, and I'll be on our uh, trade deadline show, the two hours leading up to the deadline uh, on ESPN. I'll be, I'll be sitting at the little kids' area, uh, waiting for them to come over when they trade a prospect. And, and they get for a loss of words, and they point to me, and I start talking. <laughs> awesome, buddy. Well, enjoy that as much as you can, and our listeners can give you a follow at Twitter at KylieMCD uh, is your screen name. So, Kylie, take care, buddy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yep, thanks for having me.